you have any words uh, before we begin the show? Words? Yeah. Plethora. Plethora? Yeah. Okay, here we go. The Penny Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. She's like. I think we're going to need some sound effects tonight. Maybe that uh, "Hello, my name is Bill Smith" sound my effect. Name is Bill Smith? That's good. That one there. Okay, Here's okay. where I live. And yeah. that's Bill Smith that pushed that button. Yeah, that's right. Ben Kitchen doesn't have a sound effect. Do you have any fart sound effects left? Um. There you go. And Ben Kitchen. I'm Mike Adams, <laughs> your host. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> this is episode one twelve. Buck twelve. Are you sure? I think so. That's uh, that's how much my first girlfriend weighed. Well, I, I'm sorry, actually, just her leg. <laughs> Raid 112. She only had one leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird, huh? Big, fat leg she had. It was huge. She was, she was hitchhiking. I pulled up. I said, hop in. <laughs> she said, will you take me shoe shopping? I said, that's like as in shoe as opposed to shoes? She said, yeah. So I gave her a roofie. Was that? And we we what? hit it. We hit it off after that. Jesus. I'm no. kidding. Of course Jesus, I'm kidding. Mike, what do you want? Why I, would I give a roofie to a girl I like oh. enough to take shoe shopping? Think it through, Ben. <laughs> yeah, he might have a point there. I've never mm. given anyone a roofie. Are you kidding me? Okay. You know where you, a good place to get a roofie? Uh, from a roofer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Slow start to this one. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm thinking it through. I'm thinking it through. Yeah, that's good. You see, these are done live. This is not some prepared, scripted... Oh, the audience knows. ...piece of crap. <laughs> uh, you know, podcasts are not supposed to be like that. They're supposed to be stream of consciousness, Gilligan. You know? Just off the top of your head. Tonight's sponsor, we don't know. Is it Blue Chew? Yeah, it is Blue okay. Chew. All right. Is Blue... Our tonight's sponsor is Blue Chew. Yeah. I'll explain that later. Uh, <clears throat> I've been, I came in here all geared up because I was thinking about it and as I was driving. Yeah. And I realized that because I'm the smartest man alive, I remember every single detail about the decade of the 60s like it was, like it was yesterday. The 60s? Yeah. Hmm. Everything. I remember the entire 60s from uh, JFK's election in 1960 hmm. to the... Helter Skelter trouble in 1969. The entire decade is embossed and, and flossed through my the cracks of my teeth. You have a veritable plethora of information. See? Yeah. It's a useful word. A plethora. Or plethora. Well, no, 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 plethora. You can look at that up in your thesaurus. It's, it's plethora. <laughs> what rhymes with plethora? With <laughs> Dolores? <laughs> Dolores, that's it. Uh, so anyway, my, my point here, and the reason I, this came to my mind was because I was sitting eating a bowl of sugar pops. Oh. Huh? Well, they're, they're pops. They're called Kellogg's Pops, corn pops. Okay. And I thought back to the time when, you know, watching black and white TV, watching uh, Captain Kangaroo and the commercials would come on, you know, yeah, sugar pops, Pete, Kellogg's, sugar corn pops, sugar pops are tops. Yeah, and you know the jingle, like it even advertised the fact that they were, 
it, it went like this. Little guy, little geezer looking guy. Yep. He's Sugar Pops Pete. And he'd say, oh, the pops are sweeter and the taste is new. They're shot with sugar through and through. Kellogg's sugar corn pops. Sugar pops are tops. And I thought to myself, I'm probably the only lunatic shitball in this country that remembers the exact words to that jingle, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like that with every cereal. Every single cereal. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Oot Frey, Oops Lay. Remember that little toucan? Yes. Yeah. He sang the song. He sang it backwards. That's right up my alley. It's like a dyslexia thing. <clears throat> Actually, it's Pig Latin. Oh, but not to be confused with a palindrome. Oot Frey, Oops Lay. It's like saying Uck Fey Ouye to somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can say that, and it's not even swearing. Yeah. You can even say it, and the FCC can't say anything about it. The mm. Ooper Say Old Babe. The, 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 <laughs> the FCC calls. You can say, hey. And they can't put you off the air. Uh, anyway, so uh, Ben, if you ever have, if you have any questions about, the, say, the nineteen sixty four Red Sox, you want to know what what number Jim Gosger wore, or you know, uh, well, you by the got, way, you got me thinking about jingles. You know, I, I know, I know some jingles from the sixties, so I want to see if I can stump you. Why would you know them though? You weren't even born till like the nineties. Uh, I wasn't born until the '80s, but right, because um, uh, you know I have a fucking computer, ben the has internet. A, he's got a phone. You weren't cognizant and YouTube, in, 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 and you just get lost. Yeah. So you know these. You pick some of them lasted all the way through the '90s. I know them all. Well, every uh, jingle, and I know all. Awesome. Well, it first debuted in the '60s. We'll go easy first. Oscar right. Mayer. Well, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I'd really like to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would take a bite of me and my wee. <laughs> um, I, I know at least That's accurate. part of this one lasted all the way through the 90s, maybe even into the early 2000s. Um, Green Giant. In the valley of the jolly, ho, ho, ho. Green giant, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know what was weird about him, too, is he had green hair. He had the green outfit. made of like, His balls were green. <laughs> yeah. He had little green peas for balls. You seen him? No, I just read it somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there's been... I know there's been a bunch of variations from <laughs> this one knows. company. Oh, yeah. But do you remember yeah. the 60s version of the Coca-Cola jingle? Well, there were several. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Coke is in the back of your mind. Coca-Cola, what the world wants to find. Oh, yeah, it's the real thing. Wow. Right? That's right. I remember that. That was It, it, was, it had a big slogan. It's a real thing. They also had, I'd like to teach the world a song in perfect harmony. Well, but it, they changed it to like the 70s version, give, right? the, give the world a Coke. I would like to give the world a, a Coke. Right? Call your Coke dealer. <laughs> I mean, right? Well, is, is there another one you're thinking of? Uh, things go better with a Coke. Oh, things oh. go better with Coke. Hey, and they were that they were talking about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Maxwell House jingle from the '60s, particularly like the early '60s? Uh, I remember chock full of nuts. Remember that? Remember this one, Smitty? What the hell is that noise? <laughs> I said Maxwell. Smitty, House. what's that? What is that? That's what is that noise, Smitty? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he's got a button over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's his. Yeah. See, it's winter and the furnace is the, on it. Oh, so sure. We're in that room with the furnace. That's your yeah. special seat vibratorium. <laughs> I know what that is. Uh, remember this one? 
Chock full of nuts is that heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. <laughs> Chock full of nuts is the heavenly coffee. Then it goes, better coffee a millionaire's money can't buy. What a stupid, that was a w- awful thing. All right, I'll give you one last one. Right. Armor hot dogs. Hot dogs. Armor hot dogs, right? Oh. Is a marching tune? It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> see, I told you. It, so it's far. like Pied Piper fella leading a bunch of little kids singing a hot dog song. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's creepy as shit. Right. They're altar boys. What causes <laughs> you to remember all these things? I, see, this is my problem. Drugs? Honestly, I, I don't know, but they come to me in the middle of the night sometimes. Like I'm sitting up. And going, by the way, uh, former Red Sox outfielder Billy Canigliero, brother of Tony Canigliero, passed away. I just got news of it today. Billy C., Played with his brother in 1969 and 1970. And I, I last saw him, I was at a, a one of the, the Richie Canigliero called me, said, you want to come to this event? It was at Tony C's, and it was, uh, it was me and James Montgomery and Bill Lee, the spaceman, Billy Canigliero, and Scott Brown, the senator, oh. <laughs> in this funny-looking picture. Remember when I had long hair a couple years ago? I really do. Yeah. You look like Jesus. Yes. I. You know uh, what? And I mm. thought about after he like rose Jesus. from the grave. I thought about <laughs> like Jesus all the time back then when I had that long hair. It was amazing. It, it was like a transformation. I was nice and charitable to people, even lepers. Yeah. Keep giving us fish. It's weird. Um, Did you hear about the lepers at a card game? No. Yeah, a dealer threw in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. You know what you call I, a leper in a jacuzzi? What's that? Stew. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking what about the leper hockey game? You hear about that? Get that face off in the corner. Right. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm gonna throw a random ass '60s Red Sox question. Okay, at you. I'm ready, and I want to see if you. Can I'm not going easy to hard. I'm just going straight to difficult. Right, hey, let me verify here that there are no notes in front of no, no. there are no Mike notes. Adams. There are no notes. He, he doesn't even know what I'm looking at right now. So he played for three years with the Red Sox in the mid to late '60s. How many career home runs did he hit as a member of the Red Sox? Third baseman, Joe Foy. All right. Joe Foy, I think he came up in 66. Yeah. And he was a part of the 1967 Red Sox. I'm really pretty sure he had a lot more errors than home runs. But in that three-year three period, was it 66, 67, 68? Yes. He had, uh, I guess, 20. 24 homers. He had in his three years. <laughs> More than that. 41 home runs. I see. I, was, I had to change that. Yeah. I got to change that. Came up two. as a rookie, hit 15 in yeah. 66, followed up with 16 in 67, right. and 10 in 68. Yeah. I knew he tailed off a little bit. Joe Foy was from, uh, just so you know that I know about him, he was from New York City. Yes, he was. Uh, and he wore number one. Was his uniform number number one, Joe Foy, yep. and he uh, was the guy that got beaned in the Yankee Stadium Battle of '67 against Jim Lomborg and the Red Sox. Thad Tillotson beaned him after he hit a grand slam, beaned him on the helmet, almost killed him. And uh, Lomborg, when Thad Tillotson, because the pitchers hit back then, when he came up to bat, Lomborg just first pitch, bang, right in the numbers. <laughs> I have a fastball right in the numbers, and then a huge brawl erupted. And Rico Petroselli was fighting Joe Pepitone, trying to pull his wig off, while Rico Petroselli's brother, who was a New York cop, was trying to break it up. And Reggie Smith, who was a rookie and a karate expert, was picked somebody up and flipped them on the ground. It was a huge brawl at Yankee Stadium, and Joe Foy was the cause of it. 
All right. Yeah. And by the way, Joe, Interesting. Joe Foy's last name, Foy, backwards, is Yaf. That, oh, that is correct. You. That's right. And yeah. Joe Foy is no longer with us. Okay. When did he die? Uh, I know that's random. 15, 20 years ago? Died in 1989. That's 30 years ago. The age of 46. He was very young when he died. I can I've Clearly. <laughs> 46. All right. So just so you know, if you ever need something along those lines, you call me. It doesn't matter when. But that was a good one, right? And that was a deep cut. Deep cut Joe Foy, yeah. He was not a good fielding third baseman. Yeah. In fact, I used, they used to put Jerry Adair yeah. over there as a defensive replacement. Okay. Okay. So Billy C. passed away. That's sad. It's too bad. The Canigliero family, uh, Richie's the only boy left now uh, uh, from that family. By the way, did you book Tatiana yet? We're still working on it. We're efforting. What are you gonna what are you gonna do? Because so far it's been three weeks. There's been no progress. We're negotiating a cash cash price right now. There has to be money involved? Yes. Well, you think her New Day USA company would just let her do a commercial for free on the podcast in exchange for her presence? Well, I offered one my grandma's coffee cake. Mm-hmm. They want three, so we're stuck. It might be worth it for Tatiana. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that that would be worth it. I'd go for it. She's on all the time, Smitty. Yeah, I know. Like, you, you watch TV, she pops up all the time. And when I hear her voice now, it's like it's somebody I know, and I'm like... It's like Pavlov's dog. And I look. I randomly found her uh, actor sizzle reel. Oh. Yeah, was it you good? You can find it. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't good? It's terrible. Well, don't say that. What if she hears this on the podcast? <laughs> she won't. I thought she was, like, directing movies now. <laughs> I got a movie. I'd like to make a movie with Tatiana. Oh, you know boy. She, now she'll never come on. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that she does. She knows I'm kidding. She must know I'm kidding. I mean, she probably she probably didn't even get all those flowers I sent her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a stalker, you know. I'm just thinking, I, we, the world wants to know more about Tatiana. Yeah. Don't you think? You know, right now for nineteen ninety nine, you can get two dozen beautiful red roses at uh, Whole Foods. They got a sale going on this week. <laughs> really? Yeah. Valentine's Day special. At Shaw's. Yep. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, I might sneak over there and, and, and do that. What do you need to, two dozen for? Well, because it makes a nice big fat bunch of flowers. You know, it looks good. Well, I mean, but the dozen is a standard fare. You but don't have to get two dozen. So you get two dozen. It makes a nice impression. It's a little overkill, I think. You don't love your wife that much? No, but I mean, it's like, it's like doubling up on toilet paper. You don't have to. <laughs> it's not something you have to do. Better to have it and not need it. I knew a guy in, in school, he used to wrap his entire arm when he'd go, to, <laughs> like, like the mummy. He'd wrap his entire hand just in case, in case there was crack spread. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. All right, so now uh, on to the, the Blue Chew part of the program. This is the most serious part of the program, by the yes, way. Yes. episode, certain. as a matter of fact, is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us. Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Yeah. Blue. S- spread it out a little bit like Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and <laughs> echoes. And Blue Chew is bringing more confidence into the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Try again. Erections. Oh, there you go. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that offers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections. 
one so strong <laughs> a cat can't scratch it. <laughs> They'll combat all forms of ED. Stands for erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. I mean, you can still have them, but not about this and not with them. <laughs> no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process, it's so simple. Even Ben Kitchen can do it mm. at nap time. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you've gotten approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, <laughs> like everything we do nowadays. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. You don't like swallowing pills, no problems, but it's Blue Chew's Sildenafil. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's the good stuff. Tadalafil. Oh, Tadalafil, yeah. Mm. They're chewable. So go to bluechew.com. Tell them you have a pro- promo code. Don't tell them. Just do it online. <laughs> bluechew.com. <laughs> promo code PlanetMikey. One word. You will receive your first month free. You have your own bonus word. That's cool. Free. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus. <laughs> we, and uh, we thank bluechew. Bluechew.com. Put in the Planet Mikey podcast. Okay. That's the end of the commercial. Except that I do have a couple of... Uh, <clears throat> Limericks I wrote about Blue Chew. Oh, really? Would you like to hear them? Yes. I remember I, I just wrote these. These are off the cuff. I wrote them while I was driving, so don't expect big, you know. S- <laughs> Expectations were not high. Don't worry. There once was a reclusive loner, unable to sustain a boner. But he knew what to do. He ordered Blue Chew, and his girlfriend became a loud moaner. Oh, oh yeah, very good. Yes, very yeah. good. Yeah. See, that's not that bad. Huh? Oh. Here's my second limerick about blue chew. Oh, you have another one? Yeah, yeah I have two. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a young fellow named Todd who found that his pecker was odd. He tried sex quite often, but his unit would soften till chewing blue chew stiffed his rod. Oh, there it is. Ah. Yeah, see, now they're very good. You exceeded expectations. <sighs> the the uh, blue chew company going to send you some big bucks for the uh, copywriting? Yeah, send me some chew, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all I want is a chew. <laughs> have a nice chew there. I got, I got chew going there. Yeah. What's your name, anyway? <laughs> um, so this national anthem thing with Mark uh, Cuban. Cuban. Cuban, yeah. First of all, he's a Cuban. Well, you know, do we have to listen to a goddamn thing he says? He's a Cuban. Uh, For years, we were up against those guys, you know, missile crisis and all that stuff. So now like Mark Cuban's going to say something. Oh, did you hear what the Cuban said? We better pay attention. No more national anthem before the games. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. It, you're not going to get any fans by dropping the national anthem. You will keep some fans if you keep the national anthem. Are, am I wrong on this? Uh, no, you're probably right. If you drop it, then certainly in Texas, people are going not going to stand for it and say, I'm not going to pay for tickets and go to your games. But... But we've been going to games in Boston, all over the country, New York, L.A. It's part of the, it's part of the tradition. It's respectful. It's respectful to the people who serve the country, the people who died for the flag. It's just a respectful. It takes a minute and a half to to do, and it makes everybody feel good. That is more patriotic than than the assholes who don't want to do it. Why would you not want to do that? See, Pitbull came out and uh, basically said out loud. We should watch out for communism because he escaped it in Cuba. And now he's, uh, the left is kind of giving him the eye right now, wondering, hey, Pitbull, what are you doing, man? You know, because uh, uh, he's going against the narrative. So. You know, a lot of um, 
a lot of people from Central America and the Caribbean feel that way. Yeah. Because they, they've seen it up close and personal. Yep. Whereas we, right. but when you know, come- that, that's the difference. We really haven't ever seen it up close and personal. Whereas people that come from Venezuela are like, uh, you guys don't really understand it's it. It's not all even that the well. people who come here. They're most people who come here are grateful to be here. They like being here because this is where they wanted to be. Yeah. They sometimes traveled at great length and a big expense to get here and to be part of this country. Yeah. It's the people who are here who are saying, "Oh, this country, you know, it's like, it's racist. It's not, it's it's not political. Yeah. It's it, it's purely uh, patriotic. If you don't love your country, then shut up." Okay, because the rest of the people do, and there's a lot of people who would like to take your place in this country. And now, is this country perfect? Of course not. We know there's problems right, running rampant through the government, and uh, I mean, I, I got answers right to some of these problems right here. What do you have there? What, what is that? This is my this is my list of, for example, the border. Okay, the border is a big issue. Yeah. And why is it a big issue? Well, here's why: because unless you want America to be California. You, we've all seen what's going on in California, right? Mm. It's a mess. Mm. The budget's a mess. The tax rate's the highest. They have, you know, 10 million illegal aliens living there. They have people living on the streets of Los Angeles and all the big cities of San Francisco, homeless problems. They're, they're, they're basically bankrupt. And it's taken that golden state of California, which in the 60s, 70s, 80s, was considered the, the most beautiful state in America. Now everybody's like, oh, they're moving out. Yeah. They're moving to Texas. They're fleeing to Texas. If you don't want America to be like that, you have to have at least a modicum of control over how many people are flowing through the border every single day. Now, I'm hearing 1,000 a day. No, uh, 100,000 a month is what the latest number is going on. They have uh, stash houses. with, with, with hey, So I have a plan to make everybody happy. Okay, what the is The people it? who want to be here, yep. the people who are trying to sneak across. I got, I got a plan here. You have three segments. You have a, a first gate. They come through the first gate. They're trying, they're crossing illegally. Mm. Okay, so you catch them. You put them in this big, big community. And it's a community you can't get out of until you're qualified to get out. But you can stay there as long as you want to. For example. So basically you've created a, like, a, like a town. A commune. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it's a farm. Mm. And, and pe- everybody has a job to do. And you can stay there until you're cleared to go into America with benefits. Now, what kind of benefits? You work in this farming community, self-sufficient, all right? It's a totally self-sufficient community. The women take care of the children. They teach classes. They do what women do uh, as jobs. And then the men, they work the farm. The farm is growing, I would say, probably the best suggestion, weed. (laughs) 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 Because... uh, who would you rather work with, weed or watermelons? Well, right? You know. Broccoli. You know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're giving them an opportunity now to make money, yep. support their family, stay with their family under the protection of the United States government in a secluded area that is not quite in the United States yet, although it's on the border. And a secure area. And what, why do you keep them there? Does all, oh, you're making them do slave labor. No, you're not making them do anything. They can go back, they can go right back. You're not going to keep them there. They're not in prison. They want to go back, they can go back. But if they want to become an American, they, they do their, their thing. So for ki- kind of what you're saying is, uh, essentially, you know, because it is expensive to immigrate to this country. You can go to this place. You can work to pay off that bill. Once that bill is paid, you, you now have access to becoming a citizen. 
and you know access all, that you the, earned by yeah, a, yeah, letting us sticking around long enough for us to but, find out so, who you are. So basically, like whether you're you, a criminal, if you don't have the money to go through the regular channels, so to speak, right? You can go do this and basically work it off to America's benefit. To America's and your own benefit as well, because well, you're, while your children are, let's say you come, let's say you're a guy, let's say your name is uh, Juan, okay. and your wife is Maria, and you want to be an American, and I understand that, and I, God bless you for wanting that, but you can't just walk in, just like you can't walk into Disney World. You can come in based on these circumstances. A, we got to find out who you are. Make sure you're not some terrorist or criminal, because that satiates the people who are worried about that element coming across the border. We want quality people. We want quality people. You find we find out what your work ethic is. We will teach your child English, so that when they go into America, they're not at a disadvantage from a learning perspective, because they're going to for a year they're going to attend English class, learning how to speak English, and you're going to walk out of here a family intact. You've never been disrupted. You've never been pulled apart or separated. Uh, he's earned some money. He's qualified for citizenship in a year. She's the mom. The kid has learned English. Good luck to you. You're gone. See you later. Okay. And and you've really, really kind of proven that you really want to be an American. And not that you're just some guy going to break the law, come across and go to a sanctuary city and continue to break the law. We want to know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Before you leave, we fingerprint mm-hmm. you. And we take a photo ID, and you carry that ID with you that says you are class 1B waiting for citizenship person, and everybody's happy. Is that a good plan? I like that. Yeah, that's a good plan. Ben? I don't like it. He doesn't like it. What's wrong with it, Ben? Everything. (laughs) Tell me what's wrong with it. It's racist from top to bottom. It's not racist. I don't know. I'm just poking the bear. I'm just poking the bear. No, if you make, if you make <laughs> you feel better, you can do the same thing with people coming across the Canadian border. I thought you oh, were serious. I, I'd rather have people <laughs> from Mexico. <laughs> oh, right, you're French Canadian? Okay. <laughs> Throw that baby down the stairs. Huh? A diaper, huh? You? <laughs> they don't speak English either, but no, the point I'm trying to make is let's make it easier, better for when they do get cross into uh, the citizenship realm. At least they're speaking English. And we've, they've proven they're not criminals and that they're good people that just want to work. And Ooh. it's a nice, humane way to handle it. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just came to me last night Sounds while good. I was eating my bowl of sugar pops. They're tops. Now, the other thing, <laughs> they are. But, you know, you get food and shelter for a year. You make some money. They, they actually pay you to work on this farm. So when you leave there, you have a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. You don't get, you're not going to get $15 an hour, Joe Biden. But you're going to have your family intact and you're going to be an American. You have a pathway to it. Okay. Okay. What else you got there, Mike? God darn it. Jeez, look at I that. I just think it's a hell of an idea. Just to have the photo IDs and the fingerprints of these people so that they decide to go to sanctuary cities and become criminals will at least know who did it. <laughs> right? Right. Okay, now. That's right. On my college... Fu- <laughs> That's right, Mike. <laughs> on that college funding plan I have? Yes, you have a, a college funding plan. Yes. So you're you going to fund I'm here college. I'm uh, AO, AO... What's her name? AOC. C- Sandy. God, she annoys the shit out of well, me. Yeah. Anyway, she wants all free tuition, give back the money, eliminate college debt. First of all, you're Joe Blow. You paid for your kids' college. You worked extra shifts. Your wife, wife worked two jobs so that your little son, Binky, could go to school and graduate college. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now they come along and they say, oh, well, you know, this person over here, this deadbeat who didn't pay their bills, we're going to give them their money. We're going to pay off theirs. 
I'm sorry that you already did the right thing and paid off your kids the, the, the right way, the honorable way. That's not a fair thing. You can't just do that. But what you can do is you can cut the cost of college and make it affordable going forward yeah. for people. And here's how you cut, cut the cost. You have a plan for that? Yep. Huh. Tell us. Oh, yeah. Zoom classes. So you don't have to have a professor uh, at least, you know, it would save a huge amount of money. Room and board can be, can be cut and trimmed in a big way. What the colleges should be charging for is basic minimum room and board. For everybody, it's the same amount that lives on the campus. Teachers' pay scale has to be reduced. Now, how, does the, how do they make their money? The students that go there, instead of taking out a loan for twenty dollars or $30,000 or $50,000 or $100,000, they sign an agreement that says, and if you have confidence in your school, you'll, you'll sign this agreement. When I get out of college, 10% of everything I make goes to the school for this period of time until my debt's paid off. I like that idea. It's like it's commission. It makes it easy. And, and, and plus it, it gives motivation to the student to go out and get a good, high-paying job so they can pay it off faster. Mm-hmm. The college can actually make money on that deal because a lot of these people, if they're really good, it's a good school, they go out and they're successful, they make a lot of money. Yep. How's that? That's pretty good. Now, <laughs> There's more. Well, no, I mean, I don't want to bore people. What is I'm it? Just, I'm thinking like I'm like I'm gonna run for friggin' president someday. And we know I can't because right. of all those Alderman felonies. Adams. Please uh, yeah. tell us your third no, I mean, third plan here. I wasn't even born in the USA. You Pits- know, Pittsburgh's not in the USA anymore. I was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus rolling down Highway 41. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, or as Joe Biden would say. Come on, man. That's right. Um, I think there also should be a plan to monitor public school teaching's curriculum and the, and the actual classes themselves because there's so many freaky people out there teaching our kids all this weird stuff, like the whole transgender issue. When was the last time you knew there was Jesus. such a thing as, trans, as transgender? When, how old were you when you figured the, that there is such a thing? I was a kid maybe uh, in my teens. Yeah. How about you, Ben? I don't know. When, what year did the crying game come out? I don't know. I didn't see like that. Like 93 or something yeah. like that? I, I didn't see it because so I don't know. So it was like, probably like 8 or 9, movies, sad eight, nine or 10. Me, you were 10 when you knew about that? Well, because that was like the biggest story in America for like two months. And I, I remember being a kid and, well, why is this a big deal? And then getting explained to you and you're like, wait, Strange. what the fuck happened? What? <laughs> what? Well, that, that, that's it. What's, what's weird now is that the Planned Parenthood, they used to be big as an abortion play. Now they're doing transgender hormone therapy and psychiatric. They're making because once you decide that you're going to change genders, yeah, you go into this place. You're you're hooked for life. They're going to give you continual hormonal therapy and psychiatric treatment, and basically, the Planned Parenthood it's a cash cow for them. Mm. But that's not the most important point. <clears throat> the most important thing is that they're they're now allowing biological males to per, to compete in women's sports across the country. And Biden's for it, I think. And I'm dead set against that. I just saw a video the other day. They were all lined up. They're all biological women. And then there was one transgender. Yeah. Used to be a guy. Yeah. The gun went off, and that guy took off like a— Of like, course. It was, he won by such a wide margin. It was unbelievable. Totally on, slap in the face of these other athletes. And all the other athletes were champions in their own right. Right. And, uh, and he beat them all. I, uh, I saw a documentary about this recently, and I think you guys should see it. It'll probably change your perspective. Um, it was called Juana Man. Hmm? <laughs> Do I want a what? 
No, the movie, the documentary movie is called Juana Man. It's about a, a guy who ends up playing in the WNBA as a woman. That's not you fair. Should, you should check it out. Let's change your life. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say it's fair all of a sudden. I'm not going to change well, my mind. It's not let's check unfair. it out. We should watch is that movie. Is it right? Is it wrong? You know, uh, it's a moral issue, right? It, isn't it? Well, it could be, yes. I'm going to have to include a reference to this in a, uh, future some of my future writings. I mean, right now, I can't even watch a pajama gram commercial on TV without wondering, is that really a guy? Is that a girl? Is that, you know? <laughs> and those pajama gram ads are pretty hot. Ask and Dale Arnold. A... You know, the last reason I would buy some pajama grams for anybody is because Dale Arnold told me to. That would be the last reason? Yeah. Call pajama gram today and get some for your girlfriend. And dress her up in some jammies like I do with my soft, doughy, white stomach underneath. Have you ever... Uh... Have you ever gotten a pair of those uh, pajamas? Have, what are you, do I look like a pajama wearing Well, guy? I was wondering if you had ever gotten any because they, yeah. they keep saying you know, they're so comfortable and smooth and no. soft and everything. All I need for nightwear is my sleeping cap and a, and a paper cup for my unit. <laughs> <laughs> Fine with that. Once I, you know, then I'm all set. All right, you know. Anyway, I I don't need to be too topical here, you know, and get into these deep things. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you guys can feel free to comment. No, that's okay. We, you know, we you, did. You ruined the show. Yeah. Jesus. What do you mean ruined the show? Yeah, it's gone. Who's going to listen to this? <laughs> Everyone, Smitty. Everyone. Everyone that's currently now listening. You know, you got to figure it that way. You know, yes, all three of us. That's for right. the people who aren't listening to this podcast right now, go fuck yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> that's you know why? Because, because they can't hear me anyway. Uh, but you know what we have? We got a live thing tonight. We Live? Yeah, live. We have guests. Yeah, live. Our our normal uh, Castiglioki singers are here. Oh, and they have asked to. They they don't like doing like uh, pre-recorded tunes. They like doing them live. They like doing them live. Okay, and they were they're acting all you know they're like kind of stalking around like lions in a cage. Yeah, I can see mm. them through the. See them? Yeah, I can see them in the other studio over there. It's a very slow pace. Now, is it me or is Jerry's? Rear end getting really large these days. Maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't think he's wearing pants. <laughs> it's a pajama gram. He's wearing skin tone pajama grams in there. Uh, so we're going to get them in here right now. We got to get one of 14 seconds to get set up. And they're going to do, uh, I guess, a kind of an, an oddly and eerily dated song that has relevance today, they've told me in, well. the, in the press release. So let's get them in here. Okay. You ready, Troop? I'm all set, Joe. Barry McGuire. The Western world! It's exploding. Violence flaring and bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating. You tell me over and over and over again, my friend Joe, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Nice job on verse one, true. Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears that I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. 
There'll be no one to save. With a world in a grave, take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy, but you... Tell me, over and over and over again, ad nauseum, Joe, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. I didn't know you played harmonica, True. Yeah, my blood's so mad, feels like coagulating, while Jeffrey Tubin zooms while he's masturbating. <laughs> CNN can twist the truth, it knows no regulation. Hands full of senators don't pass legislation, and marches alone can't bring integration. When human respect troop, it's disintegrating. This whole fucking world is just too frustrating. And you tell me over and over and over and over and over again, my friend. Ah, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. One more verse. Think of all the hate that there is in red China and take a look at Caitlyn Jenner and her brand new vagina. You might leave here for some months up in space, but when you return, it's the same old place at Shaw's. The assholes in Congress are such a disgrace, dividing our country by gender and race while we fund all those abortions. But don't forget to say grace. You tell me over and over and over and I'm losing my place here, Joe. Ah, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Now you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction at Shaw's.